You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. This is Tassie Breakfast with Flash and Jeevesy. Well, you know, it's interesting, Brady Boy, is that when um, the dust settled on season 2022, I thought my old mate Jack Revolt was just about going to say Flash some stage, I'm done, mate. I can't go one more year. Well, here we are, three or four weeks out from the year. Bag of four last week in the in the scratch match. Bullish, no doubt. Good morning to you, Jack. How are you? I bet you're feeling on top of the world. You're feeling like you've got another 50-goal season in you, haven't you? Uh, yeah, no, Flash, feeling good. Running about 15 minutes late at the moment because I just had to drop the kids off at school. But <laughs> we'll, uh, not, not used to the old 10 o'clock starts anymore. Back in the day when we were kicking the gym off for the... For the seniors at Clarence, I was used to it, but yeah, no, these days, not not used to the uh, 10 a.m. start. How's uh, how's the preseason been going, mate? Yeah, um, I've touched base with you a bit. Yeah, you seem like it's a little bit of a shift in momentum there. You've brought in some key personnel, some some really good players. Um, do you think? I think you, Tiger fans have got a bit of reason for optimism. Is that a is that a fair statement? Yeah, no, I reckon um, optimism is probably a good, being optimistic is probably a good way to attack the uh, the season. I mean, Flash pretty handy and, and Jeeva to go and get um, two of uh, two of the most premium midfielders that were available um, over uh, over the trade period, and then to add them and plug them straight into the midfield, and we'll see first time today in, in in sort of real match simulation. So that's very exciting, but also. Um, got some young kids that we think are either going into their second year or some or a couple of first year boys that we picked up that we we believe are pretty exciting players. So uh, there's a bit to bit to like at the Tigers at the moment. We've obviously right on the start of the of the season, so um, I think every conf- every team goes in with their confidence pretty buoyed at at this point in the year. So uh, we're no different to that. And Jack, how how close were you to hanging the boots up at, oh, good question. at the end of the line? At- at the end of last year, if you don't mind my asking, if you, if you, you can knock it over if you like, but... Um, That's right. It, it, no, it must Dave, have been look, a difficult one for you. Yeah, no, at the start of, the start of last year, I probably thought that, that was going to be my... Last year was probably going to be my, my last year of footy. Um, and and to, to, to be honest, the thing that probably has kept me um, reinvigorated, because that's sort of the thing that you've got to continue to do, is find find that um, that want to play and that want to compete. And that's sort of buoyed out of the fact that we went and got the, the two boys from the GWS Giants. And um, the clubs sort of had that really strong role at the dice whilst, whilst trying to, to live in the now and win premierships. We've invested in the in the draft, um, probably more so previous years than this year. But um, certainly going and getting two really good players in, in, a, in a spot that we 
would probably really need to be strong in that midfield and, and create midfield depth has, has been um, probably the catalyst for, for hanging around and, and seeing if we can uh, win another premiership and, and get back to the, uh, the top of the AFL tree, which is where every team strives to be. How does how does the recruitment of Taranto and Hopper come about? Is that uh, is that seed planted twelve months in advance? Your list management looking at uh, you know guys out of contract in certain years and that you know planting seed with managers. Are you able to share any any insight as to how that how that actually uh, comes about? Yeah, no. So they're, they're they're both probably different beasts in terms of the way both of them arrived at the football club. So Tim is. Um, Tim is a he was a restricted free agent, so he was he had the ability to um, accept the contract, um, but then still had to be traded. And Jacob was actually still in contract, so he he had to be traded. But um, I think clubs are well aware of who, who's available. Like it's pretty obvious um, <clears throat> with the uh, free agency because it's six years and eight years, so um, there's no hiding there. But then I think salary cap squeeze and. Um, players wanting new new opportunities are probably just a bit of scuttlebutt, really, a bit of word of mouth, and you start to, to hear things. And no doubt, there's um, our list management team, as every, as every list management team would have their finger on the pulse there in terms of players they like and um, players they they see fit for for their football club. And I mean, for the two guys that we've we've gone and picked up, um, Jacob's probably more of that inside ball. Um, extractor type, uh, which takes a bit of pressure off down in, in that aspect. And then Tim's got a, that little bit of uh, outside class and, and, and the ability to, to spread and, and run from contest, which once again has probably been lumped on down. So um, he's probably the happiest man at the football club at the moment, down Prestia, the, um, the the riches that he's got around him now to, to obviously help help us in the um, in the short term. And and then for him to um, to go into that more of a mentor role for, for some younger kids we believe are going to be good players for us as well in the midfield coming in the coming years. What about your role? Uh, just I'll give you a couple of stats here, Brett, while we're talking to Jack. 755 goals now. He snuck up to 14th overall last year. He's 326 games. Has his second all-time games at Tigerland. He's not going to catch Kevin Bartlett, who played 403. <laughs> Uh, who, I might add, is still selling candy somewhere. Well, Wherever he is, he's, I'm certain. He's, <laughs> he's selling that candy. <laughs> Amazing. Your role this year, um, I mean, it's evolved so much over the last decade, hasn't it? You know, And you've, you know, by the time Tom Lynch came on board, um, another two flags have happened, and you guys work together beautifully. Um, is there more of the same for you? I mean, what, what? how do you see your personal season panning out in terms of the role in the team? Yeah, it's an interesting question, Flash, because it's, it's, it probably has evolved and changed a lot. And it changes week, week to week as well. Um, so, I mean, there's games last year where Lynch was injured that I played sort of um, sole key forward or that sort of um, sort of one one key forward in terms of the ability to, to basically bring the ball to ground. And we, we, we see value in a lot of things in terms of playing key forward. Um so a couple aspects are probably obviously still wanting to, to take big marks and, and crunch packs and, and, and kick goals. Um, but the, I think the ability for me to continue just to, to, to orchestrate the forward line, um, take, a, take a bit of the burden off Tom with, with obviously the, the numbers sort of gravitating towards him, just being an, an option to, to help him out. But, but fundamentally, it's just to, to create a contest in, in, in aerial contest. So whether that's 
um, a quick exit out of D50 and just being there to, to either either mark it or, or knock it to ground and get it out of bounds so that we can reset or, or, or we're kicking it inside 50 um, and just being there for that sort of similar role. Um, and that's handcuffed to, to, to the development of the new players as well and younger players that we've got coming through, which has been um, sort of really um, one thing that I've attached myself to dramatically this year is, is finding the, the person that actually can come in and, and take my job one day and, and, and boot me out of the side and, and be that player that can continue to work um, in the short-term future with Lynch as, uh, as another key forward. And we've got some guys there that we think could um, could, could take that role um, yeah, not too far away. And Jack, big news yesterday, uh, Gilly McLaughlin was, was down in, in Hobart, obviously, and selling the vision of uh, Tasmania in the, in the 19th licence. You'd, you'd, you'd have some good inside all. How, how confident should we be down here in Tasmania about the, uh, the prospect of, of, of having a team in the AFL? Well, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone call him Gilly McLaughlin before, but uh, he just—I we'll don't know—he we'll just, go with that. He just feels like a Gilly, like he's kind of—he's got that that kiddish kind of uh, feel about him sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> Gilly. Uh, no, I think um, he's far. No, I think everyone Gilly. should be pretty buoyed. Um, this this program, which has sort of morphed names every now and then, has been very very strong. That the um, that that the uh, the team will come through and. and and Tasmania will receive its license. Obviously, I mean it's pretty clear cut now. You've got to have a stadium to um, <clears throat> to have a team, um, and the AFL's made that quite clear. And I think we've sort of known that for the last three months. It's good to see that they haven't just left the state to its own devices, um, and that they're they're a committed partner in, in moving forward um, and um, helping that stadium get built. And then obviously having um, not just leaving the the, the team to its um, its own devices post that actually being a part of that support network to, to help raise it raise a, a Tasmanian team in, and uh, no doubt they've learned from um, their two previous escapades with, with the Gold Coast and uh, and GWS so fundamentally we're going to have all the right people pushing in the right direction but at the moment I think that that probably um, everyone's looking to to the budget um, in the middle of the year where, where Anthony Albanese who um, from what I've heard, he's really keen on, on, on Tasmania having its own team um, to see whether they make the commitment for to make up the shortfall of where, where, where we sit at the moment, which I think is about $250 million. So, I mean, that's, that's where all I should be, be looking at the moment. Um, I know there's a lot of a, a whole host of issues that Tasmanians want to address, um, health care, housing, and, uh, and obviously the stadium as well. So hopefully for everyone can come out with a really great result. Um, this isn't just a football stadium. I think that that's, right. that's become a bit of a beaten record. It's a, it's going to be a hub of excellence for, for for Hobart and for Tasmania, and it's going to be an attraction to get people to uh, come down. And um, funnily enough, I've been been watching a little bit of NFL this year, and and that Roof Stadium, uh, similar to a lot of those sort of north North American states that that are involved Brilliant. in the NFL, is is a, is a fundamental. Um, because we want to be showing the the, the best case, uh, the best games down in Tasmania, and um, clearly the the weather and snow is a bit tough for the mainlanders uh, over here. So they've asked for that roof stadium. So uh, no, it's um it's it's look. I, I think we'll we'll know more when when budget time rolls around, and hopefully um, we can be popping the champagne and, and and celebrating to the future for for young Tasmanians to get a chance to play for their home state.
You know, every time I've heard Anthony Albanese talk, um, he sounds bullish for mine. I, I, I get a good vibe out of Albo. Tell me, you've got a number of roles in your life as one of the you know most well-known celebrities in the country. Um, one of them being now Jack as the ambassador for the little champ, the inevitable. Um, my mail coming through, Richie from West, West Moon has texted me through this morning about... <laughs> How, how comfortable were you in the yard uh, when you were in there with the little champ? Um, Jack, tell us about that experience. Yeah, there's a bit of scuttlebutt going around the owners there, so I know Richie is. Because um, I received that text message of a few of the other owners. Uh, so I jumped in the, um, I jumped in, the uh, in the cage, in the cage in the pen there with the yes. inevitable. Um, little horse. And Scott Brunt and the, the, the wonder trainer down there who... Um, <laughs> Uh, trained the inevitable to win the Hellover Stakes, which was named after his father's stables and, a, and his, one of his father's horse, which um, he was, horse, uh, he was very proud. So he, he, he's just got a little bit of the wild side about him, Scotty, um, and didn't fill me with confidence when the inevitable absolutely bolted in there when I went around. And Flash, if you've ever had 500 kilos running directly at you, no. You would have a little bit of poo-poo in your pants as well because <laughs> I was crapping them. Um, no. But, 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 it was very good to get down to seven miles. Very good to get around the inevitable. Um, it's a, uh, I suppose that I mean Tasmania's had a great history with, um, or in the short history of the All Star Mile as well. So um, I urge all Tasmanians. As I no doubt you two boys have done, got thrown oh, behind yes. and voted for the inevitable to get it into the All Star Mile, which we run in about three weeks' time, and we hopefully we can see a little Tassie champ celebrating over here at uh, at Mooney Valley. It's had an amazing prep. Um, it's won everything uh, easily. It won hard held again the other day. Um, I think it might be already. I look, Mystic Journey's clearly um, done more at this stage of the career, but. Or against Tasmania's best ever horse. It's a big rap, isn't it? All right, Jackie boy, yeah. we'll let you go. Yeah. Um, great, right, to have, great to have you with us here this morning. Great to see you rolling around for one more year. We're all excited about that in fairness. And Tiger time, you just, can you smell a fourth one? It lets me be nice. Just give me, yep. I'll tell you what yep. I can smell at the moment, boys. I've made up five minutes on Google Maps. I'm, I'm, I'm a sneaky back road here through Port Melbourne from... <laughs> From Bayside, it looks like I'm going to make it on time and not get a spray from Dimmer. Good on you, mate. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Cheers, boys. Have a good one. See you, mate. There's Jack Revolt. He's, Three... in, good... He's in good spirits. He's up and about. It's yeah, good. Yeah, feeling himself. It's Three... terrific. 326 games. He's going to add to that. I had a look at that list before. It's an unbelievable record, David. It is an unbelievable record. It is actually well, Amazing, and he's you know he wasn't fourteenth all time. On he's fourteenth all time, list. and listen, I reckon the next two in front of him are Kevin Bartlett, who's kicked seven seventy eight, so he's twenty three behind KB. You'll get to that. Ke- Kevin just did a blind turn back into <laughs> he traffic. Did. He's, yeah. uh, he's in going, his kitchen. He's in the I- <laughs> I- I- IGN ING. What is it? IGA. IGA even ING. <laughs> I was banking with them once. They yeah, were no good. They, I'm not sure where they uh, went. Uh, Matthew Richardson, 800. So he's gonna, 45 was, in front. I so was going to ask where Richo was. So he's, he's just in front of Jack. He's got two Tiger greats in front of him. I don't think he'll get to Bernie Quinlan at, at 11 because he'd need to kick. What's that, 45, 62? He's done it many times before. He's still got a role there, hasn't he? Oh, I was just, I've always been so impressed by... Team player. Jack Shift. Um, he used to cop so much criticism as a young bloke with a fiery yeah. um, 
uh, attitude so and, and, you know, kind <laughs> of, well, look, your words, but... Um, and his shift for those premiership years, some of the, some of the selfless acts, brilliant. Uh, he, some some of the games of footy he played, you know, like the the efforts to get to the boundary and smack the ball back into yes. play and chase down tackles, and it, it was a huge it was a huge shift in in his attitude, which I think uh, actually led Richmond to being uh, the premiership team that they were. He he really led that change uh, in that footy club. So credit to him, and uh, that that is an unbelievable record. Cruising through the second hour here, we're having breakfast with Flash and Jeevesy back after the break.